<laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Geek Boutique, everybody. For well, I guess in, in everybody listening, in the case would be Friday, February eleventh. We're already almost halfway through February. Um, my dad's birthday is coming up next week. My daughter's birthday is coming up next week. February, mm-hmm. like the year is just flying yeah. by. You're not wrong. Yeah, uh, we got a couple people joining us here today. We are, we are, sorry, once again live on Instagram. Uh, as always, joining me here, we've got Mr. Messiah Complex Cosplay. Jeff, how you doing, buddy? I am very, very, very well. Um, yeah, it's been an interesting week, but uh, lots of great TV. I just finished, by the way, I just finished watching Reacher on uh, Amazon Prime. I highly recommend it. Very cool show. Uh, very in line with the first film with Tom Cruise. Not mm-hmm. so much the second film, which was terrible, but the first film was good. Yeah, very the in line film with that. Was weird, but yeah. yeah, it was not good. But yeah, great show. Eight episodes. You're in and out like Czechoslovakia. It's great. You, I think you'll dig it. So, and I like that actor. So I got to check that out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but otherwise, yeah, I'm good. And uh, what about you, JS? How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Same thing. Interesting week. You know, lots of good TV, and uh, you know, another episode of the Geek Boutique. Joining us today. Uh, first time on the Geek Boutique, Mr. Robert Bellamy. How are you, Robert? Is it I Robert do... or is it Rob? Oh. Jeff says it's Robert, but now I'm confused if it's Robert. Robert. I've been called many things. It doesn't matter. I answer the most. We, we typically <laughs> call him Rob. It's, I, I didn't want to get confused with your buddy Rob with my buddy Rob. So, well, you know, so so Rob should be his buddy Rob instead of my buddy Rob. But you that's know, that's right. That's fine. It's good. <laughs> Great. Yeah, so my buddy, so I, I have my buddy Rob that's on, you know, the channel once in a while, and his, he's always tagged as my buddy Rob. That's his name oh, tag always gotcha. at the bottom of the screen. That's so cool. Hit. I yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Robert, uh, tell us a little, bit, a little bit about yourself. Now, Robert, it, it, before actually you go ahead, I, I want to make sure I understand this correctly. You are an independent filmmaker. Uh, you run CK Expo. But those, I guess, are like, are they they're part-time jobs? You also have a full-time date type job or yes i do do. of course you do who doesn't these days right my job and then i have my fun stuff yeah so tell us a little bit about who you are what you do uh everything and uh i'm rob (laughs) um yeah i i I love to dabble in hobbies it started with filmmaking and from there it branched into podcasting and then uh, we put together the Comic-Con CKX, mm-hmm. and now it's a film festival, and I'm actually looking at doing a couple other things with the city this year. So, Very cool. Yeah. Oh, and that's right. And you have your own mm-hmm. podcast that Jeff was on last week? Uh, about four of them, actually. <laughs> oh, well, there you Wow, okay. Yeah. Actually, there we go. Canuck of the hey. Dead. That's my brand new one. There Dang. you go. I like what that. What is the uh, What's what? Yeah, plug your main podcast, yeah. Rob. Yeah. What's your main? What's your main podcast? The main one is uh, the movie Madhouse, and that one's been around, geez, since two thousand thirteen. I want to yeah. say you guys just did your four hundredth episode, yeah? Yeah, yeah, uh, yep. To, the, Monday is four oh three, so yeah, right. very cool. Yeah, they brought me on to do the top my top ten uh, MCU films, and I messaged Rob after he gave me that assignment. And I was like, "I'm at six, and I'm having a hard time filling in the rest." He's like, "Oh, oh this is gonna come be fun. on, I, come dude!" On. My last three, I just threw in three movies. It didn't really matter. So, Let's not discuss his math abilities because that's only yeah. nine. Listen, all right, because well, we all know what number one was going to be. Well, okay, fair enough. Well, my friend knew. You guys, no one had matching number ones, but that's all right. Really? Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, it was a good talk. Though. It was a good chat. Well, let's let's have it. 
Well, my number one was Captain America, the Winter Soldier, because it's yeah, so is mine. In yeah. my view, the best MCU movie ever made. Yeah. Rob, though, if I recall correctly, is all about that new Spider-Man flick. No way home. I love the sequel. I didn't know I wanted for the all the Spider-Man movie. Now, how do you, you feel know? about uh, it getting? Well, I'm not going to say I don't think it got snubbed, but getting snubbed for Best Picture nom for uh, for the Oscars there. Hey, people that know me know I hate the Oscars because it is just a bunch of political backpatting and that it's not really a true judge of what was good in the year. I agree. That's Fair my enough. opinion because yes. you look at half of the nominees, it's movies you've never heard of because they had limited runs here and there and they might be good, but how do yeah. people know? So no, pretty geek that Dune got in there though. So cause I, uh, I absolutely love Dune. So yeah, like nine I think it's nine nominations or something like that. I, th- I thought it was ten. It's a lot. Or ten nominations? Like yeah, yeah. yeah. for, for Ten's a sci-fi the movie. Yeah, yeah. That's no. that's no, like great. A, yeah, it's it's second only to the Power of the Dog. Power of the Dog's got twelve, and then Dune's got ten. So, and I've never uh, even heard of Power of the Dog. I watched Power of the Dog, and the story. Oh, how was, was it? it? It was amazing. It's on Netflix. Oh, and is it really? Yeah. It's story's amazing, but I'm sorry, it could have been told in about 45 minutes. <laughs> so there was some fluff in there, was there? Oh, my Lord. And there's so many things that they, they go to that they never come back to. And it's like, well, why even talk about it? So, Yeah. Nope, that's fair. Sometimes that's the way it goes. Rob, I want to pick your brain. The main reason why we want to talk to you today, this is not a cosplay podcast, but cosplay does come up quite often. JS pod, um, cosplays, I cosplay. So yeah, we're, we're cosplayers, and most of the people we get have on the podcast are cosplayers. So. Are cosplayers. So the fact that you actually run a con is, for us anyways, and probably for most of the viewers that are going to be tuning in, intensely fascinating. What I want to do is pick your brain, because I've... I've been lucky enough to be a very small part of CK Expo over the course of the years as Rob's put it on, but I've never really picked your brain on how you guys started it. Like, where did the idea come from? How did you get started? Why did you decide to go for charity nonprofit? Like kind of give me the Coles notes version of how CK Expo came to be, if you don't mind. Oh yeah. Um, actually it was three of us. It was me and Christina and Chris. Um, okay. Chris and I sat down and talked and we thought about putting together a gaming event you know, in the city, just, just to keep things fun. And Christina was with us and loves make uh seamstress or whatever that's called. Seamstree. What is that word? I don't know. But sewing. I don't, I don't sewing. Know. There we go. Let's use that one. <laughs> oh, I, I will never, yeah, yeah. Don't overthink never it, talk please. about your math again. That's ever. right. I'm right. My grammar's on point. My math is shit, but my grammar's all over. <laughs> so, um, we decided to put this little event together and it was labeled CK cosplay and we did it C A U S E for right, a yeah. cause, because that's when we decided, you know what, let's just send some money to a charity, big brothers, big sisters. And um, that way everybody gets something out of it. And it turned out cra- crazy. We expected 60 people. We had almost 180, like we oh, maxed wow. out the capacity of the Legion that year. And uh, so the next year we decided to do it again and I, I, I give Chris all the credit for this because he goes, we need the Bradley Center. I say, dude, we only had 160 people. Okay, you really think we're going to fill the Bradley Center? I, I, so I don't know Chatham-Kent area. I've never even been in that area. What is the Bradley Center? 
It's the biggest con- uh, convention hall in Chatham. Okay. And when we're talking, like, how big are we talking about here? Like um, Toronto Metro size, uh, no, 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 Ajax no. Center size. What's uh, the capacity, Rob? Do you remember? Um, in the main hall, I think it is just under 2,000 people in the main hall oh, that's at a, one point. That's, that's a big hall. Yeah, it's it's huge. Oh, wow. And we had that, and we had the big ballroom. Like, they have a ballroom that breaks into three, and we took it all over. And I, I, I thought he was insane. I'm like, dude, we only had 160 people, right? He goes, no, let's go big. Let's get Tyler Maine. <laughs> okay. Well, good luck. <laughs> and so we started putting it together, and it worked really well. And since then, it's just grown, like, literally. Every year, it's been bigger and bigger. Yep. Yeah, I think I that... go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Jeff. No, 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 you go ahead. I was just gonna say, I think that year we ended up with 1,200 people total through the doors, and 19, our last physical show, we had almost 20 or just over 2,800 people come in. Wow, and, and that's over a two, three, or three day period. That is over just one day. Oh, no, is it one or two? CK Expo, yeah. Typically, it's, it's just a one day, right? Oh, it's a one day show. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's yeah, a lot yeah, of people yeah. for one day. Holy cow. Because yeah, yeah. I remember specifically wanting to go to that show and I was cosplaying Negan almost exclusively at the time. And I sent an email just to like the con. And I'm like, hey, is it okay if I bring my bat, my Lucille, my, my barbed wire wrap bat? Because I'd had, I had gone to some cons and they'd give me some grief about it. And I didn't realize I was just emailing like an individual person. I thought I was emailing like a, like a con organization. And then Rob is the one that emails me back and he's like, Oh my God, I would love it. If you brought that back, please, I want to see it when you get here. And he was so excited. And, uh, and that was my first experience. And then when I went and saw the con and I think Corin Nemec was the key guest that year. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, actually Corin and I had a bunch of great interactions too. And, and yeah, Rob and Rob and I just kind of hit it off from there. And then, and then from there he was like, okay, you're in now. We're going to rope you into helping out and doing stuff. Oh and yeah. I was like, yeah, man, no problem at all. So. We even branched out and did other stuff. Uh, in the fall, we did Mall of the Dead, and I kind of roped in Jeff to be Negan in the mall, ordering people around for zo- to kill zombies. That was such a blast. It was like a LARP event, and I'd never been in a LARP event before, and it was in well a mall. attended in a mall. Yeah, after yeah. hours. It was fantastic. Yeah, we had a really good time with that. The uh, part you didn't get to see, Jeff, uh, yeah. when, when the people that bought tickets came in, they came in through the loading dock. And we had like a little scare house kind of set up where we walked them through oh, with a couple jump scares. Nice. Then, they, then they came out into the mall proper where you were up on the second yeah, floor ordering them around. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was good. London Green Ranger, how you doing, guys? Uh, Mary Ann's joined us as well. Hypergate, how you doing, guys? Anybody that's joined, I'm so sorry. We're in the middle of the conversation. So I just wanted to <laughs> say hi to everybody. Oh, yeah, there's uh, a bunch Rob, of people that have joined. Uh, yeah. Wayne's there. Mary Ann's there. Forged by Light is back. Uh, a lot of people I don't know, I'm assuming, are people that follow rob here uh but welcome everybody um rob listen you uh i think you hit on the head a little bit where i wanted to go with this conversation and and i hate constantly talking about the damn pandemic but for somebody like you it's affected you specifically hard because like you said you haven't had a physical show since 2019 so two years now going on three years since the last show it looks like you guys are actually having a show this year or so far, it looks like it's on. Um, tell us a little bit about the whole, first of all, finding out that you were having to cancel your show and then how it all oh. went down 
in, 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 at least at first. It's I'm literally feeling the same things I felt right now in 2020 mm. because we're this far out from the show and it's feeling like it's going to be okay. But those are the exact same feelings I had in February of 2020. So we're kind of taking everything with a grain of salt. Everything seems to be coming down now. So maybe we can still, we can still do this, but it's like pins and needles. I desperately want to do this so bad, but it's up to mother nature. Rob, do you kind of keep your eye on other cons, uh, like especially in the Southwestern Ontario area and kind of use that as a benchmark? Like if Toronto Comic-Con goes off in March, is, will that sort of set your mind at ease a little bit or help you to realize that, okay, maybe we are going to be able to pull this thing off this year? Yes and no. I do follow the other cons, like with with uh, Jeremy and Windsor. When we did that one, I'm watching yeah. that one. It's like, that was okay. Um, but I also go with the the Bradley Center itself is a huge partner in what we do because they've been incredible for helping us and and everything. And they're keeping me in the loop on all the city guidelines. Ah, uh, Okay. So as things change, they're going, okay, we might be able to do this. Now this might work, you know? So that is helping immeasurably as well. So at the end of the day, it's going to kind of come down to the, the Bradley Center itself. Like if they give the green light and the city's on board, then you're okay to, to go ahead and have the show. Right now, technically, we can have a show. It's what kind of show. Mm-hmm. And so the green light will come probably... I'm guessing by the end of this month, we will 100% for sure know if we're going to go forward or not, just based on what we're allowed to do. Because we don't want a watered-down con. Right. You know, we want people to be able to enjoy themselves and not feel stressed. Now, can you go into a little bit about, about the challenge of booking guests during a pandemic? Because it seems like all the other cons, too, are having a hard time. Sorry, booking seems fine. Getting them to actually show up... Well, that's a thing, right? ...is really, really difficult. So... See, we I guess we're lucky um, because anybody and everybody I've been talking to, like even everybody we booked from 19 is chomping at the bit to come back. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Now, they are stateside and most of them from, from 19. So we're kind of keeping them on the burner because we don't know what we're doing to be able to plan that far out to bring them in. Right. So everybody I've been talking to is Canada side. And right. so far, there hasn't been a problem. Oh, we're all just mm. kind of sitting and waiting to see what's going to happen. Yeah. No. That's so, it. did you actually? And this might sound like a silly question, but obviously, you planned a twenty twenty one con that uh, sorry, a twenty twenty con that was canceled. Did you also go through the process of planning a twenty twenty one con that never happened? Well, actually, we planned a twenty twenty one con that did happen because oh, you it did. was all virtual. Ah, yeah, we went live using StreamYard, this beautiful machine. Yeah, and we were live for 14 hours. I think we had different people from all over the world, England, US. We got we got Messiah in there too. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I did a little talk in my Green Lantern uniform about how cosplay is for everyone and such, and the interactions with the people that were tuning in was fantastic. So it's similar to what marianne was talking about last week where she put together that online comic gram that virtual con mm -hmm. uh only with rob's it it was it was literally like he said it was like a live for like 12 to 14 hours and and people could just jump in and out at their at their leisure it was a lot of fun yeah i mean it's a very different experience i'm assuming especially your interaction with people goes a very different direction when you're able to actually sit there and tell stories and you don't have a crowd screaming or you don't have babies crying or you don't whatever the case right 
I got to admit, I never would have taken that on if I hadn't, uh, right at the beginning of the pandemic uh, in May of 2020, a buddy of mine got a hold of me, Kenny Casanova, and we did something called COVIDCon. And what it was, was 32 hours, 16 hours Saturday, 16 hours Sunday. And we had wrestlers come in and do interviews with people that did their autobiographies. So it was incredible. And right. it, it showed us the pitfalls of what to do and, and mm-hmm. working with people. So when COVID or when 2021 came around with our virtual CKX, it was literally a walk in the park. The, the, the you already had doctors, yeah, pocket, right? Yeah. Uh, Dr. Stevel came down here and we had a couple little spots set up in my place. Jeff Kern in virtual uh, sky came at London Batman. He helped virtual and it just, it was so smooth and seamless. It was incredible. It was nice. Yeah, it was a good time for sure. You, so, so 2022 con is happening. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you've got planned guests. So far it is planned. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're, we're, like I said, we're waiting on a, the hall to let us know what stuff we can and can't do depending on uh, capacity. And that's going to be the driving factor. Like if they're at half capacity or something like that, we probably won't have a show because we definitely won't be able to get the people in there to have fun like we want. And uh, we also want to make sure that we're safe. So uh, right now, uh, the, the people that I have, I trust me, I would love to just blurt out our entire guest list. But I'm kind of waiting just to see once we're once we're 100%, I'm going to start telling everybody and everything and if you want i'll come back on do some exclusive here definitely right, absolutely right now i gotta keep it on the dl just in case well you know one person specifically that's going to be there come hell or high water if the con's happening so this guy right uh, <laughs> i know i'm not anybody you need to announce but i'm definitely like, going to be there for sure i'm not half the big deal that i think i am so <laughs> Yeah, I think you no. think you're a bigger deal than you are, but you know, I, I I'm, just, I'm, I'm just probably saying. even less of a big deal than I think I am, and I'm <laughs> not a big deal at all. But uh, like I said, Rob's been good enough to include me in uh, in some of the con shenanigans that have gone on over the course of the years, and um, yeah, it's it's it, the the cool part about CK Expo, and I'm going to get a little bit modeling here, but you've got your 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 big cons like your Toronto Con and and uh, you know your fan expo and stuff and then you got your really really wee little cons that just pop up in little like malls and stuff and i love how ck is like right in the middle it's like that like you were saying rob like that 25 2800 people getting bigger every year but not so big that it loses that kind of personal connection and that personal touch and that's i think what i love most about ck expo it's like cheers like everybody knows your name like you're seeing the same familiar faces mm. coming through and and there's a sense of almost like family when you're going to something like an event like ckx Especially the fact that it's not like a fan export Toronto Comic Con where it's just a giant money grab. It's for charity. It's a nonprofit. So it's people are there literally for the love of the game as opposed to just trying to earn a quick buck. And it it changes the whole feel of the con itself. And that's kind of something I wanted to explore a little bit with you too, Rob. Why go the nonprofit route? Especially as the con continues to progress and get bigger and bigger and bigger. You could probably make a few bucks doing this at this point but you've chosen to keep it as a, as a charity event. And I know that has somehow ha- that not somehow it has handcuffed you a little bit on booking bigger guests when they want that huge paycheck. And you simply can't provide that because it is a charitable institution. Why stay that way? Why not, why not turning into something that can put some shekels in your pocket? Because in all honesty, that's not why we started. 
Um, it's not something that we want to make money on because then it turns into a job and you got to start, you know, being super specific. This was literally put together to be fun and to have fun. And if we can do that and raise money for charity at the same time, it's a win-win. Now, why Big Brothers Big Sisters? Just out of curiosity, is there a personal connection there? Are they just the ones that responded to the call? What um, what made you go with them? I, I do believe it was Chris that originally reached out to them. As for why, I couldn't honestly tell you. That's but it, with our first one, CK Cosplay, they were involved like a lot. Uh, Nan was running it at that point, and uh, she helped as much as she could. You know, she came out and she did things at the events. You know, sometimes she was in the till taking tickets and stuff, you know, and, you know, yeah, it's been an amazing group to do this with. Yeah. So that's why as long as there's a CKX, it'll always be for big brothers, big sisters. Excellent. Nope. Good. So I wanted to hear. And you're right though. The, the closeness, that's the one thing that we want to keep. I've hated going to fan expo only because it was always shoulder to shoulder. You're pushing through. And if you're going to see somebody, you have to wait in line for like a half hour. And only if you're spending money, if you're not spending money, don't even think about going near them. Yeah. And that always bothered me. So that's why with ours, there is no line. There's no nothing. Well, eventually, you know, there's like four or five people. You you go up one at a time, Yeah. but it's not segregated. You know, Jake and I talked from London comic-con yeah. Um, I was helping him one year and I was watching Lori Petty, uh, Mark Boone Jr. and Kevin Nash. And when I was actually talking with Lori, we, she looked back and it was like there was this invisible line where people won't come over, you know, to come up and yeah. talk to them. They'll just yeah, stare. Yeah. And she goes, I feel like I'm in a fish tank. Yeah. And I think it's because people are ingrained. If I'm not spending money, I can't go near them. Right. And with CKX, we throw that out the window. Like, cause even I'm Rochelle. Sure. She mentioned that to me afterwards. She goes, I talked more at this convention than any that I've done recently. Yeah. And so that's like, Rochelle Davis. Remind, remind folks who Rochelle oh, is. Sorry. Yeah. Rochelle Davis from The Crow. She played Sarah, the little girl in The Crow. Yeah. Um, she came and She's up, such a sweetheart. She's oh, just the yeah. nicest. But yeah, like exactly what you're talking about. The, the first time I was there in, in 2017, 18? I think it was 17. 17. Corin Nemec was the guest. He was up on stage and he was talking, I think maybe it was Stevel that was interviewing him at the time. And I was just walking behind everybody that was sitting in chairs dressed as Negan. And Corin stops the interview and he goes, Negan. And I was like, hey, Corin. He's like, I want a selfie. I'm like, hey, man, sure. Let's let's do it. And he took a selfie with me because he came right off the stage, right out of the crowd, took a selfie with me. And then he posted it on his Twitter account with the selfie of he and I. And he's like, I'm chilling with Negan at CK Expo. And I'm like, okay. There's not a con anywhere where you can, that's going to happen. And that's what we're talking about is how open everything feels and how approachable everybody is. And yeah, man, I'm so glad you've kept it that way and you haven't lost that, that feeling or whatever. But I remember us talking a little bit about the Bradley Center itself and how you guys are almost kind of bursting at the seams there. Like if it gets too much bigger... Yeah. Are you going to try to run it as a two-day event? Because there is there isn't a bigger venue in the Chatham-Kent area, is my understanding. Is that right? No, that is the biggest venue. Um, yeah. And honestly, 2020 was our litmus test because in 19, like I said, we had just, just around 2,800 people. Yeah. And in 2020, if it grew, we were going to be doing a two-day show. Two-day show, yeah. So I don't know what's going to happen now, but <laughs> if that yes. does happen, then yes. 
<laughs> I, guess, I guess we're going to find out. So on the website, it says the, the current date that you've got ready to go here is uh, April 30th. Yes. Okay. That's our tentative date, which we hope we can keep. Yep. Nope, that's fair. I mean, what's Sorry, your what's your limit where you say, okay, that's this is too many, this is too much. Now we got to make it two days. Like, where where's that bar set for you? I think we found it. It's between the twenty eight hundred and three thousand mark because yeah. twenty eight hundred, it wasn't busy, but it was busier than I liked mm-hmm. compared to other years. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, it totally. Felt, it felt a little crampier than most years. Yeah, and, and it's funny you mentioned that because we had a show specifically about Fan Expo, and we were talking about how this year at Fan or last year, I should say, now at Fan Expo, with it being limited, it was a completely different feel. You weren't shoulder to shoulder. There was only the one room. It was a much smaller, more accessible con, right? And do you think that's a side effect of the bigger you are, the bigger your con is? the harder it gets to, to, to have that accessibility to people and that, you know, being able to move around. Like when you become too big, is that just the side effect of you've not become too big? I think it is a side effect, but it can still be beneficial. Like in all honesty, my, my plan, I, and again, I just say this because I have not talked to Chris. I've not talked to Christina. I've knocked anybody. Um, if we do go into a two day of event, I would like to be able to have a certain number of tickets per day. Right. So if 3,000 was the perfect number and we're anticipating more, I would say we would say 2,000 tickets per day. Right. Yeah. And then keep it to that. So that right. way you won't have that worry about Saturday being cramped and Sunday being thin. Because I've been to a lot of two day cons and, and that happens quite often where Saturday is at least fairly busy and then Sunday is a complete and utter graveyard. So yeah. yeah, I could understand why you'd be under, you know, considerably nervous about that. Well, it's not so much the nervous about one day opposed to the next. It's to be able to keep it thin enough for people to enjoy themselves and not have right. to fight through crowds. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. that would be my whole purpose for that. That's fair. Have you got a white whale guest, Rob? Is there is there a guest that you've been wanting to land for for maybe the last few years, and maybe since this whole thing started, that you just haven't quite been able to to make it work either through circumstance or money or travel or whatever? Who wh- who's your white whale, Rob? Who do you want to get on the show? Well, I've tried twice, and he's had to cancel twice. It's James O'Barr. Met the guy. Met him, I met him a yep. couple of oh. times, actually, at cons. So, fantastic, dude. Oh, he is amazing. And he, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Uh, I went to visit Rochelle in Louisville for a con she went to called Days of the Dead. And James and I talked all weekend because he was there. It was like a, a mini Crow reunion. I was about to say, for those watching, James O'Barr is the creator of the original comic book, The Crow, that the right. movie was based on. So. Right. And he's actually got a cameo in The Crow, too. Nice. Oh, does he really? <laughs> know that. Yeah. In the TV show or in the movie? In the movie. Really? Um, I didn't know that. When he blows up the pawn shop, Gideon's pawn shop, and uh, uh, Ernie Hudson has the gun on Brandon Lee, you'll see a guy pick up a TV and run. And that's, that's James O'Barr. James O'Barr, that's wonderful. What a great yep. little cameo. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, it was a mini con down there. Or, sorry, it was a huge con, but it was a mini Crow reunion because uh, Ernie Hudson was there, Tony Todd, um, Byling, and Rochelle, along with James O'Barr. I got gotcha. you. So we were chatting all weekend, and that was the very first time he said, let's set it up, and we set it up, but he double booked. Okay. Yeah. And then the second time, which was the very next year, 
I got mess emailing him about it again, and he mistook what I was sending to be a con in Toronto oh, that he had okay. signed up for. Yes. So. Yeah, that's funny because when I met him, it was Biling was also at the convention that I met James at, and uh, I got a chance to talk with James briefly. That was literally right around the time where Jason Momoa had announced that he was having to leave the new rebooted project. So I talked to James a bit about it. He's like, "Don't fret, things are still happening. This is all pre-COVID, of course." And Biling, have you met Biling, Rob? Oh yeah, like spent the weekend with her that weekend. Yeah, she's a she's a character that one. Oh, she's quirky. It was. I was. I was Negan. I'll have to send you some pictures. I was Negan, and she literally took the bat out of my hand, jumped on my back, <laughs> and rode me like a horse around the con. They're flashing pictures, taking pictures. Oh yeah, dude, it was bananas. Absolutely bananas. Fun, but yeah, I've never had that happen before. What con was this at? Uh, in Peterborough, actually. Believe it or not. Oh. Uh, yeah, we went, my my partner, Teresa, at the time, we went there to set up our photo booth for uh, green screen photos and such and get a picture with Negan and blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah, it was watering the con floor. And then Biling was, she's like, oh, you're so tall and handsome. And she like brought me over and started talking to me and stuff. And then she took Lucille. And then now, yeah, next thing I know, she's she's a very attractive Asian girl is on my back riding me like a pony around the con. And I was like, all right, man, I guess this is happening. Oh, see, when I went to that one in Louisville, I got two cool experiences there. The first was I got to see Rochelle re- reunited with Bai Ling for the first time since the movie. Oh, cool. Because very cool. I'm at I'm with Rochelle at her table and Bai Ling comes in and she goes, oh, I got to go say hi. So I watched her. She walked over and she's talking to her for a second and then Bai Ling walks away. And I thought, well, that's not quite what I pictured. But she comes back and she's looking at me. and She goes, I don't think she recognized me. <laughs> yeah i mean so yeah we're talking for a second and then she gets everything at the table so rochelle goes i'm gonna try it again so she walks over the table that i'm watching and you could see her kind of going oh she's back oh it's you and then they were hugging like crazy and it was so cool and the second was when gary Busey got to meet rochelle's pig gunther because literally gary Busey was there that weekend and I was walking with Rochelle's ex at the time and we were walking Gunther down the hall and he comes around the corner and he just stops. He goes pig. And then he runs back down the hall. I mean, it's the most Gary Busey thing you could have said. (laughs) Right. That's the wonderful, quirky, weird ass dude. But yes, that was, that was Louisville. (laughs) Nice. So James O'Barr is the white whale. Hopefully you can get him at some point one day. He will be here one day. Yeah, that's, that's fair. <laughs> oh, he's he's a great guest, so I, I don't blame you. Oh, I, yeah. Obviously, when we're in a time where it's hard to know if you're even going to be able to have a con, is there a plan or a hope to perhaps take the show on the road at some point and expand this into a con where you go from city to city throughout the year? Oh, Lord, no. No? <laughs> no, 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 no. I say that with the utmost confidence um, because of two reasons. One, this is a Chatham show and, you know, it's for the city, you know, and to help big brothers in the city. So moving it around, it defeats the purpose of our goal. But I say it no as well, because I also do some work with a film festival in Toronto called Blood Mm -hmm. in the Snow. Um, That's another one of my podcasts, Bits Radio. And they decided, I think it was 19 that they were going to do a road show to kind of promote the brand. And they went to Kingston, Kitchener, um, London, and another place. 
and it was hell. <laughs> they had fun, but setting it up logistics the whole bit was just no. So oh. going by their experience, I would never do it. <laughs> now, is that where A New Night played, Rob? Was that the festival that that was at, or was that in... Uh, yes. Yes, I think it was. Yeah, it was? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was curious. Yeah, yeah. That was a great. I still like that. That's a fun little flick. I yeah, sure. uh, I actually want to talk about that a little bit uh, because, Rob, you're an independent filmmaker. Yes. Um, you've worked on, from what I understand, a number of projects at this point. We've done uh, First of all, how did you get into... Like, how does somebody get say, oh, I'm going to make a movie. I'm going to, on my own finance, and I'm going to make a movie, whether it's a short, whether it's a, like, how do you even get into that? No, it was an accident for me. Um, I've always been into film, and in those pivotal high school, college years, it it was a tipping point where I went from film into music. Mm. You know, um, my mom was going out with a fella that became like a figure to me, and he was big into music, was DJing on a radio station in Quebec. So it tipped me back to the music. And from that point I was DJing and you couldn't keep me away from it. Then 2012 rolled around and um, I'm, a, I'm a leader in a cub group. And one of the people that are helping me comes up and says, look, we're putting together this movie. Do you want a cameo? It's like, cool. I love films. Let's do it. So I cameoed. And then the very next day I decided to go and help. It's actually where I met Christina for the first time. Oh, oh. Yep. And uh, I got helping them behind the scenes, you know, setting up lights and stuff like that. They both walked over to me because Christina and uh, Corinne, they owned the company at the point. They came up and said, look, we just fired our production manager. Do you want to do it? And it's like, <laughs> sure. Okay. What do I do? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. And, yeah, I'd love to do that. What What, what is that again? Exactly. What is that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's when I started getting really, really involved. And it was, I think, the very next year I bought into the company and started doing everything we've been doing. How many films are you up to at this point, Rob? Do you, know, you have a number off the top of your head? Uh, one, two, three, four feature films. And maybe eight to eight to ten short films. Wow. And trust me, they're varying degrees of good. You know, <laughs> the, the, the early st- I'm in are dog shit. You don't want to watch the ones that I'm in, but everything <laughs> no, else no. he's done is fantastic. No, luckily we got Jeff at the later end with the good stuff. And I'm oh, glad wow. we did because he, mm-hmm. he made it better. Wow. Okay. That's, that's very <laughs> kind of you and you giant liar. That's a very nice thing of you to say. So, I mean, you've bought into the company, but what, what, what parts of, of the making the, the, these films are you still involved or hands-on with at this point like, yes. i mean you're not actually holding the camera or are you or sometimes or... okay yeah. so t- tell us a little bit about that process right like first of all how, how does an idea to make a film come or is it somebody that pitches you an idea or do you come up with an idea and then what's that process like through to hey we've actually got a film made when JX3 first started, it was pretty much the internal stuff. It was stuff that was written. You know, I, I writ, wrote, uh, written, wrote, I wrote a couple things that were, were put together at that point. Um, and then about 16, 2016, I think it was 17. Um, we started seeing other people with great ideas. And it was one of those great ideas that made me reach out to Jeff because a buddy brought a story called the guardian and it's about a person guarding this girl in a post-apocalyptic political world. 
And it's like, dude, that's, that is so Jeff. And he took on that role beautifully. So it is, it's always been a combination of people. You know, JX3 is not a single person. It is literally a group. And that group just keeps evolving and getting bigger. Yeah. Rob just sent me a new script, actually, a feature length one. So, and it was like, pick a part. And I was like, it's like 30 people in this movie. What do you mean, pick a part? Well, I'll I'll play whatever you need me to play. Just tell me what it is. And see, even this one that we're going to be doing in the summer is a fun one because we're going to be doing it as a school. We're partnering with your TV, Kochiko, and they run co-op with students. So we're going to be bringing those students in on set to do mm. things if, if they want to be a gaffer, if they want to try camera work, if they want to try, you know, anything. This is their chance to hands-on. So we'll be doing it on weekends like that. That'll be cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited to be a part of it, whatever part I'm going to be. That's for sure. I'm excited. I'm yeah. excited. So what part are you going to be? I, mean, I, don't I don't know. It's like a 60 page. I haven't even read the whole thing yet. I started because <laughs> it assumed like the other two, like the guardian was like, it wasn't quite a feature, but it was, it was longer for a short, but the one that we did recently in new night was definitely a short. Like we shot it in one day. Um, it's what, what is it, Rob? Five minutes, six minutes Somewhere uh, there in total length. I think, I think, I think it's, it's six minutes. minutes. So, and it's a tight six minutes and it's, it's a great, it's a great little story. It's a great little twist. Um, so I start going through this when he sends me and I'm like, Oh, I'm sure it's just like some little thing and I'm scrolling and I'm scrolling and I'm scrolling, <laughs> scrolling. And I'm it's, like, Oh yeah, that's. And so I messaged him I'm like, is this a feature like He's Like, yeah. And I'm like, ah, shit. It's 99 pages. Oh, 99. Oh, wow. oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yep. 99 pages. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. I haven't, once I get a chance to read, I'll probably try to read it this weekend and then I'll get back to Rob and, and find out what he's going to need me for. I, I try, when I work with Rob, I basically like, He's like, what do you want to do? And I usually respond with, well, what would you like me to do? What do you need? What gap do you need me to fill? Which is how I ended up hosting the cosplay contest at CK Expo for the last couple of years. Because it was oh, basically like, yeah. we don't have somebody to do this. So you get your ass up on stage. Oh, oh by the way, in the half hour or 45 minutes in between rounds, we need you to entertain the crowd. <laughs> you can think okay. of doing that. So, oh, please go ahead, Rob. Please. let let, let Yeah. <laughs> The second half on this. The second half is pretty accurate. Yes. Yeah, huh? yeah. <laughs> but the correct. first half, no. When when uh I first met Jeff, we started getting ready for the very next year. And it was like Christina, because Christina runs cosplay. I, I literally can make suggestions, but it's her baby. And I said, you know what? You need a host, and I think I know a guy. Uh, you know, he is very charismatic. I think he can just blow the doors off this. And she went, okay, let's try. And that's when you first did it. So, yeah, yeah it, it wasn't a, oh, my God, we need somebody. Look, grab him. No, 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 no. Trust me, this was tailored for all, you because. All yeah. part of the plan. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. See, you but are a big deal after right. Well, <laughs> I'm a big deal in Chatham, but don't talk about it. <laughs> The second half, you're right. It's like entertain them. I don't know. Yeah, do yeah, something. yeah. we got to kill 45 minutes. Why don't you go up and and I, I think the last one I did, I, I just did trivia. I just did like geek and nerd trivia for the half an hour to 45 minutes, especially since I think most of the crowd was kids. So I was trying to like do like a lot of Avengers stuff and everything else. Actually, we had prizes for that one, too. Yep. So I was able to hand out prizes to the kids as they were uh, getting the trivia. But coming up with 30 trivia questions on the spot in front of a giant crowd of people, that was, yeah, thanks for that, Rob. Appreciate that. It's nice. Oh, I got to be honest. Up with Christina, right? I'll, I'll let <laughs> Yeah. I got to be honest. Though, I, I didn't realize we did that to you. Um, 
Except I did it to Stevel too. Because that night we had an event called the Stevening. Oh, right. Yes. That's Chris right. came up with that name. I love it. Right. It's fantastic. Yeah. And um, I said, okay, we're going to have some comedians come on and then we're going to do uh, a band and all this, but I just need you to entertain and introduce. He goes, okay, like what? And I said, well, just be you. And I literally gave him nothing. <laughs> hey, <laughs> and, that seems oddly familiar. Right. And at yeah. the end of the, he, he talked to me the very next day. It's like, Ooh, yeah, I guess I did kind of just, you know, dangle you out over a cliff and say, you know, dance monkey yep. because <laughs> we're your so monkeys, I, man. That's, that's, that's how it works. Oh no, no. Trust me. Since it was actually, yeah, it was 19 when I did that because yeah. the, the new one uh, I've got plans, you know? So yeah, you guys will not be left dangling anymore. <laughs> we'll see. Good, sir. We'll see. <laughs> Is this, I can't say. Uh, yeah, yeah. I know you mentioned when you sent me the script that this one is kind of your passion project. Do you want to talk a little bit about the new script a little bit? Do you want to keep it oh, yeah. all completely under wraps? Why don't you tell us a little bit about the new script? Because I know you've been working on this for, this is your baby kind of thing. So Yeah. Um, I'm a huge fan of Sons of Anarchy. You know, uh, even growing up, one side of my family was very heavy into the motorcycle mentality. And so Sons came out, I, I dove into that head first when I found it, Mayans I'm into. And ever since it's gone off the air, it's like, I'm not getting my fix. <laughs> so a buddy of mine that I used to live across the road from, um, he got a hold of me and says, you need to do a biker story. And it's like, okay, done. I'm going to start writing. And that's why you'll notice on the script, it says by Jason Gale and Rob Bellamy, because right. He gave me that kernel. And as I'm writing, I'm shooting in pages. He goes, no, you need this in there and this in there. So it's literally his baby just as much as mine. Nice. But it's it's a combination of two scripts because I, I still have the beginning of the first script I wrote where um, a father gets divorced, comes back with his daughter back home, and he has to deal with the repercussions of the family. You know, like he left town under sticky circumstances and the whole bit. So when we get into this one, it was like, okay, this is perfect. You've got your main character, Mick, who gets a call. He's, he's like late thirties, maybe, maybe early forties, gets a call that his father was just killed in prison. And it's like, what? He hasn't been home in 16, 18 years. He, ever since he left home because his father was abusive. So he now has to go back to help his mother and find out why his father was killed. You know, it's not, it's not a secret. You, when he gets back home, you find out he's being accused of murder, uh, murdering a child. And he has to figure out what's going on, not only in that, but he starts to re-unravel his own life and see things in a completely different view than he did when he left. But of and course... Is, and is this kind of a bit of a departure for you, Rob? I know, I know, I know you don't exclusively do horror and 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 that type of thing i know because i'm like I, you did hit and hit was more of a like a, a grittier action style one right is it more are you more going for like a hit style one or are you trying to do something completely different from what you've done before this is a little different because it's more biker drama okay right. um the the biker element comes into and i guess i didn't mention that his his father was the vice president in a club called the disciples of aries and so now he has to kind of deal into their world to see if maybe that was a reason. And it, uh, it, it goes from there, but yeah, it's, it's a little different. I, I have to say hit actually isn't mine either. I wrote the screenplay for it. 
but it's based off a short story from a guy named Hayden Smith here in Chatham. He right. has 14 or 15 short stories on this hit character that he created. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, his hit is in the Italian mafia, right? Right. But a buddy of mine, Yvonne, a uh, guy can act like amazingly. So as soon as this story came across my desk, it's like, okay, now we're talking Russian mob yep. and Yvonne's the guy. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, that was a great episode. I did enjoy. So For yeah, sure. I, I, we, we technically still have four more parts of that, but COVID hit and we've just yeah. never been back to it yet. No, that's fair. But honestly, I love anything. I mean, yeah, how far are you in? I mean, you haven't started physical production yet. I mean, I'm assuming you haven't, I mean, if you're still trying to cast people, but how far are you in pre-production, let's say? I mean, is your script done? Is your, like, have you already started picking locations? Do you have your main character filled? Like, where are you at in terms of pre-production? The, the script is done-ish. And sadly, anybody that knows me, um, the script isn't done until it's filmed. So and even, and even then, any production, yeah. Even then we're making changes on the fly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah so yeah. um it's 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 at a spot where I'm comfortable that we can still move forward because the gist of the story is there. Like ninety eight percent of what we want is there. Um we haven't started looking at locations, although we've already got the, some written down that we're gonna approach. And other than Jeff and I think one other person, uh nobody's been cast yet. So we are starting into that process as well. I'm trying to keep this as, as local as I can, but I also want to include people that have been very, you know, helpful with us so we can help back. If that makes sense. You know, like I said, mm -hmm. Jeff has been cra crazy helpful with CKX and everything. And if I can put him on a big screen, I want to do it as much as possible. A, because he's good. <laughs> uh, his acting skills are a little lacking, but I'll get there. I'll get there. Just practice, man. Practice, practice, practice. I'm kind of assuming when you're working on basically a feature length, you're not working on multiple projects at once. You're focusing on this one. And then once this one's done, you move on to the next one. Or do you have like 14? Pro are you like a cosplayer where you start a million things and you only finish one once in a while? <laughs> I I literally have about six or seven things on the go on any given week. Oh, well, there you go. Because literally, we actually have a short film we were supposed to do right in the fall, but we ran out of time. So that's cast and ready to go. And that was the one that uh, I had talked to you about before, Jeff, but you had to, to step out. Um, that's ready to go. All right. We also have uh, everything with Canuck of the Dead. I've got interviews slated all week to record the shows. So there's never just one thing going on in my life, you know. He's a busy man. <laughs> I wish there was sometimes one thing. Oh, and, oh, and he's he's planning and running a, a, a big ass con in the middle of all that too. Let's not forget. So, oh, and the film festival's bigger now too. And the film festival, yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to be three people. Have you seen the film <laughs> Multiplicity? You need to be Michael Keaton. You need to just clone yourself a few times. Just don't clone the clone because then you get something really, really bad. I'm good with that. I'm yeah, so yeah, good yeah. with that. Don't do, don't do the copy of the copy, and you'll be wearing rain boots on your head, and it'll be just awful. <laughs> you don't want to do that. I, I, Ice Cave Voice here is asking if you have any uh, funny set, uh, funny stories from the set, from any <laughs> set that you can share with us. The very first film I was on, I was production manager now, right? And uh, we're filming in the cemetery here in Chatham. It's a, it's a, it's a vampire movie, so of course cemeteries come into it. It's 
I think we're about 11 o'clock at night filming at the cemetery. We had informed the city. We got the permits and everything that, but the city did not inform the people around the cemetery. <laughs> okay. Let's see where so this is going. <laughs> we're, we're filming and apparently someone didn't know called the police. It doesn't trickle down like we thought it did because we're literally getting ready. We're setting up a shot. We're getting ready to go. And suddenly headlights turn on all around us in the cemetery and the police come up going, what are you doing? Wow. Um, filming. <laughs> it took about... The the only sad part I have is that the cameras weren't started yet. I was going to say, if you could have filmed that, it would be fantastic. Oh, you have no idea how bad I wanted the cameras to be on, but yeah. they weren't at that point. Yeah. But yeah, that, that messed me up. That was so much fun. <laughs> yeah. Most of my memories involve uh, it be, being punchy at two 30 in the morning. Cause we'd started at like eight o'clock the morning, the day before and trying to remember lines and trying to gut things out and trying to get stuff shot. And I think Actually, there was one line. I had one line in the guardian where I think I flubbed it. I don't know. I want to say eight to 10 times. It was late. I was tired. I kept on messing <laughs> it up and messing it up and messing. I felt so bad. Uh, it's actually the guardian that was the yeah. other cool moment for me because we had i think five scenes to film that night and it was go into the barn go upstairs there's a an agent comes up to the window and pulls her out and it's like stuff going on jeff actually got talking with me and it's like well no one knows what floor you're on can't we eliminate these two scenes and do this and it's like yeah that's brilliant so th this is literally what Jeff means when things happen on the fly to the script, even when you're filming. Yeah. We we knocked three scenes out of that and made it that much tighter, that much better, and it flowed so much more, like so much better. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing the the finish, the final finished product on that one. So it's in audio right now. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. You were this saying, is so. the Guardian. It's in Guardian. audio now. Yeah. yeah. When is yeah, that? Cool. Uh, you go to my, I actually have an IMDb and I only have it because of Rob. There's only two <laughs> movies on my IMDb and it's The Guardian and A New Night, the two films I shot with Rob. So I have shot a couple of other little things here and there, but I don't have IMDb credits for it. Mr. Producer down there was able to <laughs> to jack me up. My IMDb number is somewhere in the six millions. Don't get me wrong, but hey, <laughs> I'm on there, man. I got a ranking, so it's all good. Uh, wh where can people find these you know, whether they're shorts or, or full lengths. I mean, so you have four full lengths now. Yeah. Uh, where are these available for people to watch? Um, right now, I actually just re-uploaded everything onto the JX3 YouTube channel, JX3 Perfect. Media Productions. Um, and it's got Send everything. me a link when you have a minute, and I'll make sure to include it on the YouTube stream at the bottom in the description. You got it. And it's actually got something on there. Um, we did a... Um, I'll pivot here. There's a poster called The Shelter. You can see it on Instagram. You can't see it on StreamYard. That is a... Oh, sorry. Go back. Go back. Go back. I want to see it again. I missed it. I was looking on StreamYard. Oh, okay, there we go. It's The, the shelter. shelter. And that is a four-part series we shot in the basement of a comic store. But it looks so creepy. And I co-directed that with a buddy of mine from Los Angeles. We flew him up here in January. And uh, it's so much fun to watch him walk around in snow when he's from Los Angeles. My buddy Bo is the main one of the main characters in it as well. He's walking next to him in t-shirts and a short. There's snow all over the ground. And my buddy Jason's got my parka on. He's got mitts. He's got boots. And he's just like hobbling into the store. 
it's such a cool picture in your head. <laughs> but yeah, it's a four-part web series. It's on there now too, which normally you could only see on Amazon. Yeah, you got a you've got a new night on there. That's super cool. I didn't realize yes. on YouTube that can I can direct people there. That's awesome. So sorry, yes. seven minutes and fourteen seconds is what that. There was. we go. Yeah, there we go. Seven. Who doesn't have seven minutes? You clearly have seven minutes. And so I actually think the video, the the last video I shot last year, is on there too. Runaway. It should be. Yes. Yes. Yep. First real music video. We did one way back in the day, but it got chapped up. So this is the first oh. real one. Yes, that's the one that you asked me to come out for that I couldn't I couldn't come out. Yep. And I'm not that upset about it because you were going to try to get me on a boat, a sailboat, no less. Yeah, right. Which I love you. I was willing to do that. <laughs> Everybody loves country. sailboats. Yeah, no boats are the devil's work. <laughs> I hate boats. Um, is that so? Is the feature length that you sent me? What is that? What is the new one called that you're working on? The biker one. Uh, a long ride home. A long ride home. Is there anything else? JS was kind of alluding to it. Are there any other scripts or projects? Oh, I guess that one that you were talking about too, not the music video, but the one with the wizard and such that you were working on just pre-pandemic. So you've yeah. got that one cast written. I know you were doing table reads and such when I had to leave. Yeah, that one's so, ready to go. It's just a matter of waiting for snow to disappear now. But we also have another feature we're working on because it was going to be the one we were going to shoot this summer, but we were having a hard time with the location. Right. It's called The Return. And oh, okay. it's it's ready to go. Nice. Okay. So so you got a few projects in the hopper that you're on the cusp yeah. of as far as that goes. Not to mention, uh, we've got one uh, for a couple of years now, just before, uh, about a year before the pandemic, had a buddy of mine, Steve Kassan, he sent me a script and I'm dying to shoot it. There's like nice. no real words, but it's, oh, it's so good, called Nighttime Faces. Nice. It's a feature or a short? It's a short, but it's probably about half the length of Guardian. Oh, okay. So it's a, it's a beefy short. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, awesome. Very cool. But yeah, we try and keep as busy as we can. <laughs> so on YouTube, it is JX3 Media. Is that media production? Yes. Yeah. Yep. So to make sure we get all the proper plugs and such in here as far as that goes. So I know I typed in JX3 at one point. I think there's some kind of Japanese software that's called yeah. jx3 that's what i initially saw but as soon as i put media in it took me right to your channel and i subscribed so yeah oh thanks of course now we're up to two now you we're and me the, no, no, no. <laughs> come on now it says there's double digits of subscribers there sir don't give me that really one. yeah wow 28 is what you're up to right now i i'm surprised it's that high because literally it's been 29. neglected for years 29, 29. <laughs> well you've got stuff uploaded in the last 10 days like everything that you've got there is all uploaded in the last 10 days right so yeah that's what i mean i, I recently went on and made sure everything was there everything was there yeah perfect. that's that's released the slaughter at sumac ditch and the guardian are the only two things that are not on there because they're not yep. done yet nope that's fair what's the one that you said jeff was in a, a new, new night, night. It's the second one in the list there, my friend. Oh, there it is. Oh, yeah. He's in the thumbnail. Duh. I'm right in the thumbnail. That's <laughs> why it's got no views, because I'm in the thumbnail. Like, no that... views. I'll make sure to go check it out. Yeah. It's it's a quick one. It's uh, myself. Rob's actually Rob actually acts in that one. And uh, our friend Wendy, uh, uh, just one of the world's oh. most amazing people in the whole universe was good enough to come on to that one, too. So. Yeah, that was a that was a great great time filming that one. Rob, we haven't really talked about what you actually do for a day job. I'm not sure <laughs> if you actually want to talk about what you do for a day job, but um, if you had to pick 
and keep doing what you're doing as a day job or you know making movies professionally as your day job or running cons or running a con your con as a day job as a full-time day job which one would it be that's yes. a tough call <laughs> yes i'll take them all um because it's weird i don't mind my job you know i get to help people and that's part of the thing that i like about doing the cons and the films and everything else is being able to do things for people so i do like cosplay my mother on instagram said she subscribed to sorry i didn't mean to get you off there oh no so you're you at 30 now you're at 30 that's, now that's that's sylvia rob oh excellent hi sylvia yep. um so i don't know if i can actually pick because literally if i had to pick one i know i'd want to do the others at some point yeah so i think i have to keep this soup that i have just to keep saying it's fair is there a particular genre rob that maybe due to budget constraints or whatever that you would like to tackle or a particular ip that you would like to dabble in that you know like the dream like the white whale guest question like what's your white whale film question um it would be to film the novel i wrote called cold trap and it's a space horror but i don't have anywhere near a budget to be able to do that film justice Fair. But that is that is my goal. If I can eventually, at some point in my life, film that book that I wrote, I would be a happy person. And is that sort of what? So you're you've put together a body of work already. Is it is the eventual goal at least to be able to take that body of work to a potential investor and be like, so this is what we've already done on, as you can see, a very tight timetable and a very tight budget. We have this new project coming up. Are you interested in investing? Return of, I'm asking this because my good friend Daniel Torres, I think you know Daniel, he does pop fiction. Oh, I know Dan, uh, yeah. Yeah, so he just, they just finished principal on their on their feature, on their horror feature that they did, they did manage to get investors into. I just worked with Dan on a one minute short on uh, Die Hard and uh, he showed amazing. me a scene. Uh, uh, Rob, I'll send you the link for it. It's, it was fantastic. Um, he showed me a scene from their, their new feature and it looks absolutely fantastic. Is that the eventual goal? Is that what you'd like to see? Or do you want to almost like with CKX, do you want to keep it like sort of in-house and your that small connected family mentality? Or would you like to actually see, let's get some money. Like give me a million dollars. I'll show you what I can do. Uh, both. Um, and I say that because I am trying to keep it as localized as I can. I love this area, Southwest Ontario. It's got anything and everything you could need right here. But I'm also using the work that we've done to entice people to work with us. Um, we had one of our guests last, well, 2019, Paul McGillian's become a really good friend of mine. It was showing him the work that I've done and reading a script. Uh, I have a script called Stones that we're now marketing. And he wants to be involved in that. So right now, he and I have been chatting and trying to figure out the best plan and things like that. But that's what I mean. I, I, I do want people to see the work and say, ooh, let's see what we can do but keep it as localized as we can. That's fair. And is there a particular IP? Like would, would space horror be like what you would like sci-fi would be kind mm -hmm. of what you want to dip your toe in? I'd love so to I try it. More of a genre. Is there an IP that you would actually like to get involved in? Mm, the only one I really want to get involved in is being owned by Disney is not going to happen is Star Wars. <laughs> that's, that's my love. That's, I think that's everybody's default answer for the IP. They want to be involved in at Star Wars. Cause of course it is. But if I had to pick something other than that, I would love to work with Kurt Sutter and do another SOA version. 
you know, I don't think you could replicate SOA. So it would have to be like a Mayans or an offshoot, but I would love, yeah, yeah, I would love to work with something like that. That's cool. Hence your new project, right? I guess that's it. Yeah. Your little homage. Yes. I mean, is drama or the more dramatic side where you tend to veer more to? I got to be honest. It doesn't, I, I, I love everything as long as the story is intriguing. I know because I do bits radio and because Slaughter Sumac Ditch was the very, very first thing I directed. And so everyone thinks I gravitate towards horror, which I do love. Um, but with hit and with the guardian and now with a long ride home, as long as I can make it exciting for a viewer, I will do anything, any genre, you know, just, just to try it. If I haven't. Yeah, no, that's fair. Well, yeah, and I mean, even within certain properties, I love when a specific property will diversify, right? I've always said, I want to see a horror trek. Yeah. Yes. I want a horror trek. I don't know why that hasn't happened yet. We've gotten yeah. comedy trek. We've gotten drama trek. We've gotten space action, firefight, pew, pew, trek, but we've not had a horror trek. I don't understand it, you know? Uh, say Star Wars is the same way. They have two novels out called Death Troopers and Red mm-hmm. Harvest. Red yeah. Harvest is an amazing Star Wars horror. Death but... Troopers, the zombie one, right? Yes. And right. it's good. It feels like Resident Evil, but Red Harvest is even better because it takes place back when the Sith was an actual organization. Mm-hmm. And oh, it's so good. But I would love to see something like that where it's, uh, you know, like that's why I love New Mutants. Because it mm-hmm. took the X Men and made it more of a horror, and it's like, oof. and I love the New Mutants too. So yeah, to me that that was, that was a no brainer. Making an offshoot, a, a, a superhero offshoot that was more horror. I don't understand. Well, I mean, I kind of do understand what happened and why it never really was a big success. But at the same time, to me, that was a no brainer. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. It could have been so much more. Definitely. Uh, so when is the Guardian supposed to be coming out? Hopefully this year. That? Yeah. Audio is the last piece of it. And uh, it, it was started a couple weeks ago. So it, it's going to take a bit just to piece everything together. It's one of our longer shorts too. So, but I'm hoping to have it out at least by the fall. And then with hopefully COVID mandates starting to slowly get lifted here and there um are you are you trying to at least put some sort of a timeline on your new project um oh for the film yeah yeah uh that will probably start in may um we'll be looking at doing some photography at that point you know with uh march and april we'll be more casting and locations and things like Mm -hmm. that but by May, we'll have a good idea of how many people we can get together, where we can shoot, you know, the safest ways to do those things. Well, yeah, Rob, why, don't we, key. why don't we talk again just really quickly before we go about uh, CK Expo this year, the date, your plans, all that good stuff. Hopefully April 30th. Um, again, it's going to be hopefully just like our normal year. So we're going to have guests. We're going to have goes come out. I know Aaron's been chomping at the bit to come out, and I'm dying to have him back. Yep. Uh, different things planned for the game room. We have a screening the night before. Um, if all of our guests pan out, they're going to be a couple amazing films. Nice. And then a Stevening planned that evening as well. Oh, good. Nice. And What's a Stevening? I'm curious now. What exactly is a Stevening? It is basically an after party. 
And uh, the very first one, what we did is we had some comedians come on. Um, they talked, they did a couple of routines. We had a drunken trivia and then we had uh, Tim Kellums come from Detroit. He's a musician and he played for the rest of the night. This one, I already have some ideas. We're going to do some stuff at the beginning. Um, hopefully I got a band that's going to come out and play because they actually do the theme song to one of the podcasts I do. And then we're going to do a live podcast of that one and then some more stuff in the evening. So perfect. Nice. Yeah, yes. The thing we'd like to do is a live podcast from yeah. one of the conventions in Toronto. That'd be amazing. You know, yep. find somebody yep. with a booth at Comic-Con or Fan Expo and we can take over their booth for an hour and do a podcast. It'd be wicked. Yep. Well, I think JS needs to come out to CKX then. He can hang out in the Movie Madhouse podcast lounge because we have the Madhouse podcast lounge there where we invite podcasters to come. Oh, and really? usually what we do is we have what we call our monster pod. And everybody that's there that day will start recording and talking and everything. And the audio, we farm out to everybody. So oh, if you cool. came, you would get the audio from the day and you present it as an episode. We present it as an episode. So for, uh, you know, for about a week, everybody's episodes are CKX and intermingling with these other podcasts. Yeah. yeah, Very cool. We should talk about that. We, yeah. we absolutely will. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, we should definitely that talk would be about down. that. Yep. Yes, 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 yeah, yes, 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 yes. Uh, it's I mean, time is just flying by right now. Uh, Jeff, did you do you have anything you wanted to share? I mean, we've been talking about Rob this whole time, but did you have anything you wanted to share with yeah. the beautiful public uh, that is uh, watching you on Instagram right Hi, now, guys? Uh, just the big plan is for March. Uh, if March Toronto Comic Con happens, uh, everything's bought, tickets are bought, travels arranged, uh, hotels purchased. And uh, I think cosplay lineup has pretty much been, I think, pretty much been finalized at this point. So yeah. on Friday, uh, Mikey and I are going to do uh, Booster Gold and Blue Beetle together. Ah, wicked. Uh, that'll be fun. And then Saturday, I'm doing my gender bent Black Widow. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if that'll be the entire day. I may switch, but uh, that'll be Saturday. And then they will be there. So yeah. definitely can't wait to see that. Yep. And then Sunday, uh, yes. And as uh, uh, Michael beers. says, yes. beers, there will be beer strength for sure. <laughs> And then on Sunday, I'm going to be back with Mike and our friend Lindsay. And actually, sorry, Lindsay's joining us on Friday as well. She's going to be Gold Star, which is Booster Gold's twin. So the three of us. And then on Sunday, we're going to be Omni-Man, Invincible, and Adam Eve from the show Invincible on, on Amazon Prime. So I'm going to be ah, very cool. trotting, trotting Lindsay, Omni-Man. Lindsay, Adam Eve cosplay? I didn't, see, I didn't see that. She hasn't posted it yet. She's got the costume, but it needs some tailoring. Uh, I see. Okay. She's going to go see a friend of ours. She's going to get it tailored. And uh, another friend of ours is making her gold star costume for Friday. So me, Mike, and Lindsay on Friday, me by myself on Saturday, me, Mike, and Lindsay again on Sunday. And then, of course, Michael there, my friend, we're going to be beersing our way through the entire, uh, the entire event as we, as we tend to do. So mm-hmm. I think that's about it. I mean, obviously, with uh, the return of Cobb Vanth on, uh, on the, the Book of Boba Fett, that has sort of kickstarted a good friend of mine, James, um, who does an amazing Deadpool, uh, is also a prop maker. So he's uh, printing me the gun right now. Mm-hmm. And another friend of mine is making me the holster. So, yeah, Cobb Banth is slowly coming together, too. But that's going to be more for Fan Expo time. So, And you have all the soft parts already, don't you? Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, it should be good times. You need to do Vigilante now. Yeah, I haven't even watched Peacemaker. I did Peacemaker, but I, I yeah, I didn't I didn't dig the cosplay. I did it for one one con, and then I actually sold it to a buddy of mine. So he's doing Peacemaker oh. now. But watch the show. 
Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's surprisingly cool. good. Yeah. yeah I've, heard, I've heard good things. I will absolutely get around to it. But like I said, I got hooked on Reacher, and so I had to finish that before I started anything else. So. Mm. It, it has an intro that is hypnotic. You can't it is. It's fast so forward through it. So yeah. funny. And wait, there's a couple wait. of those oh my god moments in the show. Yeah, I, yeah it's I'll a probably good show. wait till it's all out, and then I'll just binge the whole thing like I did with Reacher. But mm. yeah. it'll be next next Thursday because the seventh episode just dropped today. Right. Okay. So no, that's fair. Yeah, that's cool. What about you, JS? Are you working on anything? Uh, I, I actually, just planning our, our cons right now. We bought our March uh, our Comic Con tickets uh, today. Perfect. Um, we're probably going to be going to Niagara Comic Con since it looks like everybody's going to be there. So we figure might as well be there. Um, it'll be an opportunity to rewear our predators to a crowd that hasn't seen them yet. So, you know, it won't feel so much like all oh, these guys again. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's um, fair. so we might be doing that. I don't think we're going to be dressing up for March Comic Con to be or for Toronto Comic Con to be honest. I think it'll yeah. be more of a we're actually going to just go and make a video at Comic Con. Yeah. Yeah, interview people, and that'll be a little bit of a different, maybe a casual cosplay. I don't know. I don't yeah, yeah. know. Context. Uh, yeah, we're still trying to figure out uh, what we're going to be doing about our, and if we're still going to be doing our Nazgul cosplay for Fan Expo. Um, I'm I've already started prototyping on the gauntlets, the Nazgul gauntlets. I've got all the patterns. Um, my cricket machine's been going nuts, testing cutting foam. Um, cosplay life yeah uh, so you know working on that but uh, until we can figure out the cloak situation it's hard to get people's buy-ins right I mean already at this point people are, can't invest what not everybody's going to be willing to put in the kind of money that I'm willing to put into a costume Right. I have, no. to, I, right. I have to accept it and understand that right so yep. Uh, that's the hard part when you want to do a nine-person cosplay, right? Is it has to make sense for everybody. So that's the difficulty there. So indeed, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But that's about it. I think my my costume thing is time, because mm-hmm. literally, here I'll show you. There's my Mando. Can you oh, see yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Yep. It's still uh, unpainted. I can see. Yeah, I got. <laughs> I have to sand it still, and it's been like that for two, yeah. over two years. Oh, dude! I, I, same thing. I have a Boba Fett helmet that I made the uh, the base foam helmet because I made it out of foam, and uh, it, it's sitting downstairs, uh, unfinished, unpainted. It's just probably for like the last three years or four years because time. I'm always doing something else, and I never have a chance to get back to it, you know. And and this made me want to get back to finishing my Boba Fett and doing the the new Boba. Uh, nice. the, dad, the dad bod boba yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's more fitting for me um but yeah i mean it's it's you're right time is always yeah Evil. time's always the, the time and money eh? it's always everything comes in time and money let's be honest and when you're cosplaying it's the same thing right you either gonna pay for it and buy it or you're gonna spend the time and make it mm-hmm. yep you, you know, know I like to make and Jeff likes to buy. So, you know, we're the both opposite of the spectrum, right? So, yeah. I Although can, that's not true because you make some stuff too. I mean, I do make some stuff. But yeah, I yeah. mean, for me anymore, I realized uh, relatively recently, I, I can always get more money. I, I can't, once the time is gone, it's just gone. It's gone. 
Yeah. And I've only got so much time on this earth. So I would rather just spend the money <laughs> and let somebody else <laughs> the time. So yeah, that's a good theory. I like that. Yeah, I know. It's true. Yeah. Anyway, JS, are you going to wanna... be at, uh, well, but just before we go, are you going to be yeah, yeah. Rob, at any of the big uh, cons? Are you going to be at, by any chance at Fan Expo or Toronto Comic Con or? The biggest ones I've gone to are like Hamilton and Niagara Falls. Yeah. I've, I've been to Fan Expo twice and I don't like it just because of the compact. I don't know what it's, it's been massive. like since pre-COVID. So, but it's never, ever appealed to me. So that's why. I think Niagara is about the biggest that I would go to. And it's, mm-hmm. it's getting kind of crowded to me because they've, they've gone from the whole place down to the one hall. Right. So they, they've shoved all those people in one room and it turned it into a fan expo that year. Yeah. But again, I haven't been back since COVID, so I don't know. Yeah. They seem to think they're going this year too. They're in June. So uh, if, if it's, if it's on, I'm going to go and yeah, it'll be interesting to see how a con of that size is kind of handled at that point. So. It's been interesting because actually a group of con goers uh, kind of teamed up with me and we have a group called contact that we talk in and it's uh, Sudbury graphic con uh, thunder con in thunder Bay. Uh, oh my God. I can't remember the last one. I'm going to remember it as soon as we get off, but we started talking and our shows are so staggered that they're kind of watching everybody else yeah. to see what happens. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Everybody's waiting on pins and needles. See what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed. Well, man. we were having that conversation with Cutie the other day, right? Where she's like, "I want to come, but I don't yeah. want to buy a plane ticket and book a hotel and and spend all that money to find out that it gets canceled." Right? Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, yep. it is as it is, I suppose. Hey, Robert, uh, thank you very, very much for uh, coming on and joining us tonight, was, dude. Thank uh, you. This is a blast. Yeah, it was great having a chat with you. Um, you know, today we got to know you a little bit better. Hopefully next time we actually get to geek out a little bit and talk about certain, you know, Disney-owned franchises that we all uh, love now uh, or love to hate for some, but, uh, you know. I am so down for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, Jeff, thanks again. You know, uh, I uh, we'll be talking over the next week as far as yeah. what we're doing next week. Of course. Uh, for everybody watching, thanks for sticking with us. I, we might actually change the format of how the podcast gets published on YouTube. And it might go up as clips versus as a full podcast because the full podcast goes up on Jeff's Instagram after the fact anyway. So if you want to rewatch the full podcast, you can go watch it on Jeff's Instagram. On the YouTube channel, you'll see a bunch of clips. And then if you want to actually listen to us, just Google search the Geek Boutique podcast, the first four or five or maybe even six or ten links now are, are us. So uh, I think that'll be the best way to watch us. Uh, I know we never actually had that conversation. I'm assuming you watched that piece of info I sent you about yes. podcasting on YouTube, and I think Absolutely. that's what makes the most sense. Yep. But either way, thanks, everybody, for watching. You know, Really appreciate it. Make sure you click the subscribe, yeah, the subscribe button below. Uh, but stay geeky, everybody. We'll see you next time. Peace.